I come to share with you my personal reflection of this week and where the Lord has taken me. It began in the Blessed Sacrament where the Lord showed me how he loves me and each of us. And he placed in my heart the understanding that the Lord sees me and each of us as our true selves, as who we truly are. And he suffers who we have become. And this has been my deep pondering all week in the Blessed Sacrament. And what I feel the Lord was showing me is every single human being, because of sin, we have become someone that we are not. And our true selves, our true identity has been disordered, distorted because of sin and our own woundedness. So Christ, I was really touched by Kathy Andre's reflections with us. And, and in one, she says, when we let the crucified Jesus gaze upon us, we become recreated. I feel that Jesus, as he gazes upon each of us from the cross, he's seen us as we are, our true selves. And he's suffering at the same time who we've become. So if I am an angry, harsh person, the Lord is suffering that and dying for me, but he's gazing at me in the purity of who I am because God did not create us to be harsh and hard and full of revenge. He created us in the image and likeness of God. So I thought that was so beautiful because I see the whole path, the simple path that God has given us is a path to come to know fully who we are not, who we've become because of sin and our, our own wounds, and to discover and become fully who we are in Christ. And that's why the path begins united to our Blessed Mother with the gift of the Holy Spirit of knowledge. And what we begin to find out is knowledge of ourselves, knowledge of our wounds, knowledge of our disorders. And we begin to see ourselves that we were living for so long thinking this is the way I am. And we begin to discover, well, wait a minute, this is not who I am. This is who I became because of sin, but it's not who I am. And just that revelation 
is an incredible gift of the Holy Spirit. And it's through that revelation of the Holy Spirit that it is the blossoming of each of us to become fully who we are in Christ. And each of us can only discover our truest selves can only be found in Christ, through him, with him, and in him. As we come to follow Christ in this week in, in, in the scriptures, you know, we hear how the Lord says, follow me. And we see the apostles that come and stay with him. And in that presence of Christ, they become transformed. They become more and more the men they were created to be. And the same thing happens to us. And I realized that just as we receive the grace of knowledge and we continue to live in knowledge of ourselves and knowledge of God, we need as a community to ask for the grace to see ourselves, to know our disordered selves, what we have become that we are not, and in Christ to come to know who we truly are. I did an exercise this morning. This was my meditation this morning in the Blessed Sacrament. In my journal, on one side, I wrote who I've become that I am not. And I'll just share a little bit with you. I'll make myself vulnerable to you so that you can possibly do the same thing. And, and this exercise, by the way, is very united to the exercise in our path in Chapter 4 of the First Nail. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll show you in a second. But as I looked at the Lord, I saw there's a quality in me that is there that is something I became, but it's not who I am. And I wrote, I'm impatient. And I see that I can become very impatient with the disorders of others. And at times, this impatience, the way this impatience of my heart is seen exteriorly is through frustration and sadness. And so what does the path teach us? I had to dig deeper into my heart before the Lord as I become transparent before my God, my spouse, and I had to dig deeper. What's the root of this impatience? And I saw that it was a lack of trust, a lack of believing. And as I dug deeper, looking at the Lord, I saw that at the root of my impatience with others is not knowing with my entire being, not just with my intellect, but with every part of my entire being, who God is. Knowing that God is love, that God has a plan for all the souls 
that are in my life, all my territory of souls. And when I don't live my life with my entire being knowing that, I can enter my own pride and control. And so I looked at that. That's a disorder. That's a distortion of who I am. And then I looked at myself through the eyes of Christ. Who truly am I if I do not have that distortion of impatience in me? What I wrote is this. In Christ, my true identity, who I am, is a very patient person with everyone. How does that patience with everyone look like? It's loving, peaceful, kind, and merciful. And the root of that patience is faith and hope. The root, the root is knowing who God is, that God is all and capable of all, and knowing that I am nothing and capable of nothing. And therefore, I don't have to make anyone anything else. And I am able to be patient with everyone. That is who I am. I'll give you another example. I wrote, I have become at times a resentful woman. I can be resentful when I'm hurt, not accepted. Um, I can be resentful when others disapprove of me. And the root, the disorder, the distortion of my heart there is self-love. Believing that, that others should accept me, agree with me, like me. And at the core of that is a lack of humility. Because if my heart is truly humble in Christ, I would know and my whole being would act knowing that I should be set aside, I should be ignored, criticized, not liked, and on and on, because I am nothing. And yet Christ, who is God, who is everything, the Almighty, was not liked, not accepted, criticized, rejected, accused, and on and on. And so I had to look again at the Lord and see myself without this distortion as the truest person God created me to be and Jesus Christ died for me to become. And that is, I am gentle with every soul, appreciative 
of every soul, especially the souls that do not like me, that hurt me, because I would see in those souls that God sent them to me to help me become my truest self, which is love. And so that had me go back and read number 57 in our path. And Jesus tells us, ask yourselves, why is it so difficult to love this person or to love in these situations? He goes on to say, it is precisely in those situations and with those persons where you need to be purified. You see, I learned so much about myself as I listened to you in accompaniment. It's amazing. I am so grateful to the Lord for the gift of accompaniment. And what I see in the lives of not only myself, but in everyone is that we all have people, souls that God has placed in our lives that are really difficult for us to love. But those souls are actually the greatest gift of God to us because it is only through those souls that what we've become that is distorted comes to the light. What still needs to be purified in us comes to the surface with the souls we struggle the most with. God reveals to each of us <coughs> the areas of darkness, the areas that where we have become what we are not through those difficult persons and in those most difficult situations. The Lord goes on to say, it is only in this way that you can become one with my Eucharistic life and be transformed into love. And that is the path to union with God. To become one with God means to become love, to become our truest self, to become who God created us to be from the beginning of time. And the Lord is saying, and only can we become that saint, and all of us in Love Crucified are, are, are desiring and allowing God to transform us into a saint here on earth is through those difficult souls, the ones that don't like us, the ones that criticize us, the ones that reject us, 
<coughs> because then it is our opportunity to dig deep. I was thinking of the prodigal son. The older brother was like the perfect brother. While he was there with the father, he you know, was doing so good and did everything well, obedient, but there was hidden resentment and righteousness and pride in that heart. And when his brother comes back in that situation, that jealousy, that righteousness surfaces and he has an opportunity to repent. And it, the same thing happens with each of us. Therefore, we need to thank God continuously for the difficult people and difficult situation he permits us to enter because it is the only means that we can truly become love. Therefore, God not only wants us to be transformed into our truest self in him, but he wants us to love the way he loves. Therefore, he wants us because we're a community of victim souls and we are called to suffer with Christ for others. We have to suffer what other souls have become that they're not. We have to suffer the hardness of heart and on and on of other souls, the rebelliousness, the indifference, the selfishness with Christ. But the most important thing in order to suffer with love is that we have to be able to see not only ourselves, but every soul as they truly are in Christ. And that I think is impossible for us <laughs> humanly. It is so difficult when there is a soul close to us that is difficult and harsh and angry and that's what we're seeing, their distortion. But to see them in the light of Christ, to see a soul that is not love as love through the eyes of Christ is only a grace of the Holy Spirit. It's a grace of transformation, my family. The more and more I feel we discover and live in Christ our true selves, and are transparent with Christ, the more we will receive the eyes of Christ to see others as they truly are and suffer what they have become. Now, Satan is going to attack each of us greatly. And his attack is he is trying to keep us as we've become disordered and not to become who we truly are. That's his fight with each of us interiorly. 
And that is why in chapter four of the path, discovering the lies is such an important grace for us. Recently, we had this beautiful young priest in the, in the refuge. And I had been able to spend some time with him. And I asked him to go to the chapel and do the exercise in the first nail. And he came back afterwards and he said, Lourdes, that's amazing. I discovered 10 lies that I've been living by. And recently, he sent me a message on the, my phone. And he said, I feel like I have received this like new baptism in the Holy Spirit. He said, I feel totally different. And I thought, that's so beautiful. But the power was that he was living a fake identity. He was living in the lies of Satan, listening to the voice of Satan inside his heart, speaking those lies. And that's each of us. The moment the lies and the voice of Satan connected to those lies came into the light of the Holy Spirit in his consciousness. Lord, and he slow down, slow down, please. I'm so sorry. I can barely catch my breath, dude. The moment he recognized the lies, he it was exposed. The lie was exposed. He saw it for what it was. He saw, this isn't me. I'm living, this is a lie. And there he could make a decision to live more and more who he truly is. And therefore, it's the same thing with each of us. The work of every mother of the cross and missionary of the cross is to remain suffering the sorrows with Christ of what the souls have become that we love, that they are not, seeing every soul as they are in Christ. And Satan will try to keep us from that. And today, those of you that have the Magnificat, there was a beautiful reflection from St. John of the of St. John of, <coughs> of Avila. And I'm just going to read you one little part that is part of our charism and the path. He's speaking about the demons attacking us. And he says, Christian doctrine teaches us to place ourselves within the most just will of the Lord and to suffer patiently what he sends us, interior or exterior. When they, meaning the demons, have seen that 
because of this, they have been unable to ruin us by cunning. They try more open war. And I thought, how beautiful. St. John of Avila is saying that when we remain with the Lord, suffering patiently, whatever he sends us, interior, exterior, and he goes on to say, the demons lose power over us. And he says that at that moment, they get so angry that they no longer attack us in a hidden way. They come to attack us like a raging lion. And I don't know, but I think some of you have seen that raging lion. It can be many times for us through souls in our own families that Satan can work through. For example, if they have become angry, Satan can work <laughs> through that distortion to bring his fury against us. So sometimes you can hear a child tell you, I hate you. And you see their face change, and you know that was Satan himself attacking you through someone he, he can, but through a more um, physical way that way. So I thought that was very interesting, the power of suffering with Christ against demons a mother of the cross and missionary of the cross have to be so attentive. This is how we cooperate with grace. Digging deep. Seeing in us when we fall in resentment, impatience, bad moods, anxiety, fears, unhappiness, anger, harshness, being the nice people, this is all our distorted selves. It is not who we are. And if we can go deep into each one of those distorted places in ourselves and dig deep and bring it to the Lord, it's amazing the power of that transparency allows that blood of Christ to just flow into us and cleanse us. I had an accompaniment recently with one of the sisters of the community, and she said to me, Lourdes, I saw myself like King Saul when he became jealous of David. And she says, you know, I can have that jealousy and I can have that envy. And I looked at my sister and I said, wow, the level of real that she is, the level of transparency, because she can say that in confession, but she was sharing that with me, making herself totally vulnerable. I was in such joy. Why? Because she was real. She was authentic. 
She was transparent. When we are that way, the light of God can shine in our ugliness to transform us into our truest selves. And that's how all of us have to be. That is, but sadly, so many times we hide ourselves from ourselves. We hold on to the fake identity, the fake person. And we don't permit ourselves to see what we've become that is not who we are. And when I see that, it's so sad because then I see that soul is still not able to be transformed. And that has brought me to my knees before the Lord thinking that can be me too. Maybe I'm also hiding myself and I beg the Lord all the time, please, my Lord, grant me that transparency. Grant me the grace to see what I've become that is distorted that I don't see in myself. Reveal it so that I can be fully naked before you and you can cleanse me and wash me with your blood. And then the Lord not only allows us to see ourselves in our distortion, but he allows us to see ourselves in the fullness of who he created us to be. And that's what we aspire to be. The beautiful love that you and I were created to be and that the path is to bring us to that transformation. So with that reflection, I leave you all tonight and I encourage you to, to do this exercise, to unite it with that section in chapter four, that we as a community help each other to expose ourselves more and more fully to the Lord. And I pray that all of us as one heart, one body, one mind in Christ, truly become more and more transformed into what we were all created to be, which was love.